0: Hello everyone, my name is Lashae Smith and welcome to your favorite podcast, Talk 59. I am not with my co-host today, but she will be missed and she will miss talking to you guys today as well. So today is February 13th and today I'm going to be sitting with a couple of students that are on our campus and we're going to have a special guest which is the president of BSU here on Cabrini University's campus. And let's get on with the conversation. Hello Talk 59 fam, so today I have the president of Black Student Union here on Cabrini's campus. So hi Malik, how are you today?
1: How you doing, Mache? I'm doing great, and yourself?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired, but you know, I have to show up and be a part of the student media. So tell me about yourself. How do you like being the president of BSU here on Cabrini's campus?
1: It's an honor to, you know, be the president of my school's BSU. It often comes with a lot of tasks, being placed out of my comfort zone, but I just love the role, serving mm-hmm. my people
0: so when you say serve your people what type of events do you guys hold here on campus
1: i can't speak for in the past but i can speak for you know while i've been present. this thursday we have our first event we're hosting the melanin event where like vendors across campus can come and show what type of things they sell next week we're hosting a fashion show next week also this wednesday we're having a ceremony in a chapel off the top of my head I don't have the information excuse me and then next week we're also in a cafeteria we'll be having some popular foods in the, in the black culture
0: Oh, that should be nice. I know the students around campus are gonna love that. So, have you before coming becoming the president of BSU here? Have you went to any of their events before? And if so, how did it feel? Was it nice to see other students who looked like you have fun and enjoy themselves on a PWI campus?
1: Yes, it was quite nice to attend BSU events on campus. It felt, you know, I felt a sense of home. Being on a PWI campus, it can be um kind of discouraging because you know it's not a lot of people like me, but. Yeah, you gave me like a sense of belonging.
0: I know that sense of belonging here definitely sometimes is up in the air, but, you know, we got to make ourselves comfortable. It's nice to have those type of events here on campus. Why should there be a black student union here on campus?
1: There should be a black student union because students don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of opportunity to showcase themselves on Cabrini's campus. So I feel like black people, you know, that's their outlet okay. to express their opinions, their feelings. Or just be them in a setting that revolves around them with other students of color.
0: Being here, I never really saw any students who just put their talents out there, especially going to a PWI, and there's always this fight about HBCU and PWI. So how would you feel if students showcased their talents more on campus? Like, Tell me about the showcase that's coming up or your fashion show.
1: I could speak on the fashion show. Personally, the showcase is not a BSU event, so I don't really know too much about that. But the fashion show next week, we have a lot of models across campus who are showcasing a lot of vendors across campus um, and their clothing lines it could be clothing lines uh t-shirts you know anything jackets you know anything they want us to showcase
0: so what was the process of finding the models for the fashion show that's upcoming did you guys hold auditions how did the auditions go where was the location
1: well, there was a vision and we started by hunting students down, then students came through word of mouth, you know, hey my friend told me at the fashion show and here we are now a week before. Um, we have we had we did hold auditions and after auditions we had two rehearsals and we do have two rehearsals this week. One tomorrow and one Saturday. The dress rehearsal is Saturday.
0: And where will this fashion show be hosted?
1: It's gonna take place in Grace Hall next okay. Thursday, seven thirty PM.
0: And are students buying tickets, or they can just come in for free? Can we invite people that don't go here?
1: Of course. Tickets will be on sale on Eventbrite. You can find the the, um, link in the Cabrini BSU Instagram. Tickets are $5 for outsiders and $3 for students. Anybody can come. Parents, faculty, staff.
0: And with February being Black History Month, there are a lot of people in question, or just a lot of people in general that don't know how to support black people during Black History Month. And I know you probably heard about the Walmart controversy where they had, you know, those flavors of ice cream or just like those different patterns on napkins and things that was just all glory. How do you think people should help celebrate Black History Month, especially if they're not African American?
1: Just take five minutes, you know, five minutes to read about a black pioneer who's sown into the black community Suppose that.
0: Yes and you guys do a great job with that on your Instagram. I see mostly every day or if not every day you guys post a quote or just someone who's a historic figure to the black community. And tell me about that have people been enjoying that on Instagram?
1: Yes, people have definitely been enjoying our black um, exhibit show, you know, showcase on Instagram and on the weekends we do like little polls for the, the audience.
0: I'm not afraid to say that I didn't know half of the information that was posted on there, so I do find that very shocking. I was confused. I didn't want to embarrass myself and just press anything, but I'm glad I learned about some historic figures who are African American because you don't really learn a lot nowadays in school. You know, they took away that curriculum, which is kind of sad, but I appreciate it. I know everybody else on campus appreciates you guys doing that. So I personally want to say thank you for that.
1: And yeah, thank you. And that's also where, yes, you come into place because there's being not on an HBCU campus where they teach those things, BSU, try to educate black people on those, you know, people who helped.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed meeting the president of BSU. Just tell the students where they can find you guys for BSU if they want to join.
1: You can hit us up on Instagram, Karini BSU, and we'll add you to the email list. Our meetings are hosted in Founders 307 bi-weekly.
0: Adida and Rihanna, they are a part of the Loquiter as well, and they're going to introduce themselves, and we're going to get on with our conversation about Black History Month.
2: I'm Jadida Entry. I'm a sophomore, and I'm an assistant
3: editor for the Loquiter. I'm Brianna Mack. I'm also a sophomore, and I am a reporter for the Loquiter.
0: How about you guys tell me a little bit about your experience so far with being on the Loquiter? Do you see yourself being on it in the future? I love being a part of the Loquiter.
2: I I love being a part of the comm department in general, but it's just a little bit hectic for me right now
3: because there's so much work to do. So, yeah. I think I really appreciate the work that the newspaper does and everything that it teaches us like going into the workforce since it does operate as a real newspaper but as for the future I don't know if it's something that I want to pursue.
0: That's one thing I like about the comm department they give you the opportunity to explore everything as far as it's broadcasting Mm -hmm. journalism or whatever and I've been in mostly everything so far doing video doing social media but probably my favorite is probably social media. Let's get into our conversation how to support during Black History Month especially being on a PWI. I like that the school has different events they had put out a whole calendar of things like during the first week of February where they had um, students come together in the chapel. They prayed together. They just shared their poems, their music, and just let people learn a lot about black history. Before you guys came and I talked to the president of BSU and they have been doing a lot of things through their social media and off their social media to just educate the community about black history, whether it is stuff that we don't know about or it's stuff that we've been hearing about ever since we just came out of the womb. I appreciate that. Have you guys had a chance? check out bsu on instagram and what they have been doing with their highlighting back historic individuals on their instagrams
2: for me yeah i'm actually business is actually gonna be a part of the like their pop-up shop and things like that oh. so and i'm also walking for the fashion show so i'm really involved in what's going on there for okay. black is Month.
3: yeah i follow the bsu on instagram so i really enjoy reading the stuff that they post um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to go to any events because my schedule is so hectic. But hopefully in the future, when there's more of them, I'm able to go and have a good time. It's hectic being a
0: college student because the mm. schedules are all over the place. And I'm glad you guys took the time to actually sit down and talk with me today because I know the schedules have been crazy. and We had to change the date many times. So I just want to say thank you to both of you for taking the time today. Are there any black owned businesses that you guys support or would like to tell the Talk59 fam about so they can support it themselves?
3: Yeah, I get um, a lot of my jewelry from this place called GoGoLush, like .com or .org or whatever. Um, It's uh, owned by a black woman. She makes the jewelry. It's a lot of really nice stuff. Um, Doesn't tarnish, water resistant. I wear my chain in the ocean all the time. Like, it's like, it's great. I really love it and the stuff is pretty decent. Um, pretty decent quality, and you can get anklets, bracelets, p- earrings, whatever you want. It's really good.
2: For me, I haven't been shopping a lot lately, so I'm the f- first thing that's in my head is like hair products. And Miyeli, w- it's not black owned anymore, it's now black lead. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say that, but yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely a story that you guys can check out that's written by a previous member on the staff. Um, Her name is Sydney, so you guys can definitely check that story out. It is currently on the website and is published. So if you guys want to hear more about what Jadita was about to talk about, you guys can check out that story. And there's also another story written by one of our editors, Hannah. She put a story out about Black-owned business to support around the King of Prussia area or the Radnor area. And um, I have a couple of businesses that I shop at on a daily, well not on a daily, that's not why, but I definitely go when I have the time to. There is this one business, it's called Banana Moose, and it's located in West Philadelphia, and they sell lots of treats and desserts, and they're known for their moose, which is not... It's not ice cream, but it's not whipped cream. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> people love it. And it's it's my favorite thing there is the milkshakes, not the moose. But don't fight me, people who love the moose. But um, it's very popular. It's it's that craving that you don't think you have until you get it the first time. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, go ahead. It's located in West Philadelphia. I believe it's on F- Spruce Street, if I'm not mistaken. I'll definitely link it in the description of the podcast so you guys can check it out. Um, there's another business that I support that's located in the King of Russia area. It's actually in the mall. It is called Spergo and it's ran by a 15 year old male who is from Philadelphia and he just used his passion for designing clothes to just motivate the students, or not the students but the kids in his area that they can be successful while being black because there is this interpretation that black people can't be successful or black people can't run successful businesses or just can't prosper in any way so A 15-year-old taking that risk to start his own business, and he's thriving right now. So you guys can check him out. He sells hoodies, shirts, hats, everything in the book. So if you guys are looking for a business to support, I suggest to go support those two. So let's talk about favorite TV shows and movies growing up with black characters, people who look like us. What have you guys watched growing up that has your favorite black characters in it or actresses
3: and actors? I think... When I first think of this, the person that I immediately think of, she, now, growing up, I know now that she isn't black, but when I was younger, I saw her as a black girl, and that's Katara from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Growing up and just like seeing her, just like being like the strongest character there, and just also, but also being very emotional and going through challenges and supporting her family, whatever. Like I always saw her as like me growing up. And then when they get, when I get older and I learn more about the world, I'm like, okay, well she wasn't black, but for her, like for me, like that seeing her on screen was a really big, like thing, f- big deal for me. This
2: is so hard. I watched so much. I watched a lot of TV as a kid.
3: That's <laughs> like a lot. But I
2: will have to say it's a different world. I really loved that. I loved watching old '90s black sitcoms. I was w- always watching Family Matters. Oh my goodness, the list goes on. Smart Guy. Sister, sister, I, like, I was there. I was always there. So <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard for me to choose, but I love A Different World because of um, Whitley. I love Whitley. She is too funny, and she's, I just love her energy, and I love Jasmine Guy. She's such an amazing actress.
0: My favorite, I don't even think I was old enough to be watching these shows, but um, I definitely love the BET shows. Like I love the Wayne Bros. I loved the Jamie Foxx show. I loved the, even the cartoons on, I think it was Nickelodeon at Night, like Kenan and Kel. What else? Just, there's a lot. You didn't lie. There's a lot. Proud Family. Even the movie Fat Albert, like when that came out, I was just like, it was just the, from the change from realistic to the cartoon, I'm like. They can do that. Like, I didn't know anything about movies or film like that, but, like, having them be able to combine those two in one movie that was just, like, mind-blowing to me when that came out. What is something that I'm watching currently? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, there's a lot, though. But definitely give praise to those actors and actresses who held TV down back in those times because its I don't think TV is the same now. Do you guys think it is? Do you think TV and movies are the same as they were back then in the early 2000s? Um, they're not the same.
2: There, there's pros and cons to it. Cause I, like, I'm seeing more diversity and stuff. I'm starting to see more like dark skinned girls. Cause a lot of times, like in the old sitcoms, you mostly see a lot of light skinned women. And it's h- nice to be represented. Like, so, I, and then there's some things that I feel like and it's not funny as it used to be. Definitely. It, like, it's not funny. <laughs>
0: it's not. I feel like. We are a lot more sensitive. And I think that comes with people not taking us as serious. So when we are, when these characters are placed in movies or shows, they're not who they say they are. And it goes with what Brianna was saying about, um, say, the, say the movie you were talking about or the show.
2: Avatar
3: with the yeah. last Airbender?
0: Yeah, when she was talking about the character from that movie. And so far as, like, that's a raven. We all grew up thinking that she was a black girl and that she was one of us. But and when we got older, we learned that she doesn't actually identify as that. So it's definitely hard when casting people nowadays. You have to really, you know, get their background. They have to figure out their entire life before they get on that screen. Because if not, Twitter will pull up their whole history. So it's it's hard now. We have to be more sensitive. We have to be more mindful of, you know, who gets placed in these movies and these shows because representation is really what matters now and it's going to forever matter, especially for little black girls, especially with Little Mermaid that's coming out. The little black girls, they were so excited to see that there was a black girl playing the mermaid. So stuff like that. I think representation matters and it's going to continue to matter. Anyone else? I I can edit it if you got to think about it.
2: You said w- about um, representation. I think it's r- very important because when you're a kid, you pick up stuff. Like you notice things in the media. If the media is just showing you one type of person, you're gonna think that's the um, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should go. And kids grab on to a lot of stuff, and that's wh- and that's why we have these certain ideologies and these certain biases because of what the adults are putting out there in the media. So it's the media as we come majors we have a really important job if we work if we decide to work in the calm sphere and we decide to work in media we need to think about that stuff because there's people who are listening especially children
3: i also think it's important that representation is what's behind the camera as well as what's in front of the camera Mm -hmm. i think that we could definitely fix this issue of um, representation not feeling genuine if the people who were behind the camera actually knew what they were talking about. Um, so I think that's one way that we can kind of solve this issue of things not being funny enough or things just seeing disingenuine is um, if like the people who were writing the shows who were producing the shows like were actually part of the culture and actually like participated in the things that they were writing about because then it would be real because they actually knew what they were talking about.
2: And I just want to bring that up when you said, I was thinking, like, a show just popped up in my head, Albert Elementary, that show is hilarious. Yeah. That's that a good show.
3: show. No, that show
2: <laughs> is too <laughs> funny. Every day I be rolling. That, 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 that's my, that show lifts me up. And it's like, right. it's, a, it's like, it's you Quinta, I, I always mess up her last name, Quinta, Quinta <laughs> Brunson? Quinta <laughs> Brunson. Brunson yes. Yes. She's yes. She's from Philly. She knows, like, the stuff she says, like, so hilarious! If you're if you're from if you're on the Philly area, you know what she's talking about, mm-hmm. and it's so funny that everyone universally can laugh about it. Like it's just, yeah. I just like that. Like so, it's really important for representation in the writing room, in the camera,
0: like all that stuff. It's it's so nice to see like that representation on screen because when I first heard about Abbott Elementary, I'm like, what is this? But I'm like, the way they're talking, like I hear these conversations day to day, like I know these areas that they're talking about, like, it's just, it's just great to see that on television, and I just hope that we get to see more of that in the future, especially, you know, with the Philadelphia area, and what, the word John just got recently added to, what was it, the Webster Dictionary, did you guys see that? It did. Or something, yeah, it did, it did. so, it actually did. wow. yes, so that, that's, that's a good way, that started off Black History Month, so, um, yeah, so we're gonna wrap up our conversation today. I want to thank you all for coming and talking with me today. And if you guys liked what you heard in the conversation that Jadida and Brianna brought to talk for the Nile, you can check out their stories, which we linked in the description of the podcast, and go to our Instagram at the Loquitor to see their stories get posted, and just you know, find out more about them from the description on our website. I am here with Hannah and she is not a stranger to Talk59 so Hey Hannah, tell them how you doing? Hey Shay, how are you guys? I'm, I'm good, I'm good, how are you today? I'm doing good. That's good, that's good. So uh, Hannah recently wrote a story and she highlighted some black owned businesses. And Hannah, tell me about the process of your story.
4: Yeah, so I actually was able to interview three black owned businesses. Two of them are right outside of Philly and then one of them is in a very popular street in Philly, Girard Avenue. Uh, so it was really cool to you know hear people's backstories and how they started these
0: businesses. Okay, and tell me a little bit about Harriet's Bookshop.
4: Yeah, so Harriet's Bookshop is on Girard Avenue in Philadelphia, and uh, the woman that started it all, she wanted to uh, very much highlight Harriet Tubman's uh, legacy, and in her bookshop, she sells a lot of books that are by female uh, black Uh, women. Uh, So a a lot of different poets and authors. Um, And at her bookshop, she has different events uh, where people in the city can come. They can go on trolley tours uh, Mm. where they also visit other bookstores in the Philadelphia area. Um, And they basically just go and read these books. Uh, They also have a choir that comes every Sunday to their bookshop. So it's kind of fun for people to come in and just like read some books, and listen to music. Oh, so that's, that's nice.
0: That, yeah. that sounds like a vibe. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> and we're only on the first business. Yeah. And tell me about Sugar Shack Soul Food.
4: Yeah, so Sugar Shack Soul Food um, is right outside of Philadelphia. And they have soul food um, that's from southern roots and Caribbean roots as well. Uh, they sell a lot of wings. They also have, like, shrimp. Um, most famously, obviously, their wings. They have wing boxes. Um, you can get like garlic parmesan rings. Um, I'm trying to think what else. They have like buffalo, basically anything you want. They also have a lot of desserts. They have like, um, I'm trying to think, what was it? Uh, peach cobbler. They have red velvet Ooh. cakes. Uh, so, really <laughs> yummy stuff. Uh, and kind of going back to Harriet's uh, bookstore, I kind of want to talk more about that. Um, she started the bookstore back in 2020, and she was kind of telling me the struggles uh, of, like, COVID and the pandemic. Um, they actually had to move to outside of their store. Uh, they would have, like, these pop-ups where they would set up tables outside of the bookshop and sell their books. So it was more, like, COVID safe. Um, so I thought that was really interesting to hear about and how she overcame that and that she's still running right now.
0: Oh, that's good. Strong, Yeah, That's really good. And you even had our assistant over here, Jason, loving the dessert. So yeah, we might have to check that out over there. Yeah, they
4: have a bunch of yummy
0: food. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And what about the last one? It's called Aerodol. Yeah, Aerodol. Right? Okay.
4: Um. So the girl that started it, she's actually um, a Villanova alumni. Okay. So it was really cool to hear her story as well. Um, She suffers with anxiety and stress herself. So she wanted to create a business um, where uh, it's called Arrow Dough, which is aromatherapy dough. So people that struggle with, you know, stress and anxiety, they can actually buy this dough. They could use it when they're doing like work homework assignments. It's like a big stress relief for these people. I mean, she was telling me that a lot of the people that did buy from her, the dough really helped them, you know, get through some hard times and, you know, relieve their stress. So I thought that was awesome.
0: College students, you heard that. Our midterms is like (laughs) right around the corner. So (laughs) you might want to go check them out. That sounds like it's definitely helpful. And what was your favorite thing that you learned about each of these businesses?
4: Just their stories, like how they came about in these businesses. They all kind of had a mission of what they wanted to do. And I think they did like a really great job at achieving it. And two out of the three businesses started in 2020, which is an insane time, you know, to start a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hearing how they overcame, you know, those struggles with a lot of businesses being shut down and having to, you know, go remote, which is hard for them, especially um, when you want people to come into your shop, like, see what's going on. Uh, so they definitely did lose, like, a little bit of profit and revenue. They're, I guess they're still trying to rebuild what they had before COVID hit, but they're doing a pretty great job at that.
0: That's good. And like, so a lot of people, they don't know the process that we go through to, you know, get a topic for our stories and the interview process. So can you break down the process of your story? How did you go about it? What was the idea that came into mind and why did you execute this story?
4: Yeah, so I really wanted to highlight black owned businesses specifically um, because in the Philadelphia area, there's only about 25 percent of black owned businesses that people Relatively don't know about so I thought it was really important to highlight those uh, since a lot of people only know main like line brands like bigger brands that you obviously hear of from everyone. Uh, so I thought it was important to uh, single out those businesses that don't get enough buzz and. Um, And a lot of the businesses, when I was, like, in the research process, I was, like, Googling, you know, mainline businesses, businesses near the Philadelphia area, uh, and I probably called about 10 to 15 businesses Mm. and only got, like, five responses or, like, four, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I picked, like, the three best ones that I thought had a great story and,
0: um, you know, mission uh, for their business. That's good. I thank them for answering because this is definitely a good story. I like what I see, and I'm pretty sure our readers, they definitely are probably going to go check out the nice, amazing things that they all have to offer. Thank you. Why do you think it's important to support these black-owned businesses during Black History Month especially?
4: Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely important. Like I mentioned, only about 25 percent of black-owned businesses are in Philadelphia. Um, so supporting, especially black women, the three women that I talked to, um, they were black and they're women. So, uh, i feel like a lot of people like associate businesses like males dominate the business world mm-hmm. and they own a lot of these shops um so it was cool to see that
0: three of these women owned those shops definitely yeah. and and being from the philadelphia area there's not really like you said there's not a lot and if they yeah. are they only last for about a couple of months so yeah. to see that these ladies prospered through the pandemic that is an amazing job. Yeah. Like, I don't I, I just give them my claps for that because that was a hard time. I like know. people had to close on their businesses. I'm surprised they even are still open because you know how some people they had to close them. They had to go no, exactly. back to their regular nine uh-huh. to five job or yeah. just had to go back to being behind a desk that they didn't actually mm-hmm. like being behind. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm glad you did this story, Hannah, and I'm pretty sure Thank they you. appreciated you highlighting their journey mm-hmm. and it's, it's good. I love it. I love it.
4: Oh, yeah, It's really awesome talking with them. They were great women to talk to. That's good. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. So if you enjoyed hearing about Hannah's story and the process, you can go ahead and read it by clicking the link in the description box of the podcast. And Hannah's no stranger, so she might be back for another episode. But thank you, Hannah, for coming and talking with me today. Thank you and so much for having me, Shay. You're welcome. And until next time, guys. For more information, visit the Locutor on Instagram, and or click the link in the description to our website. This has been Talk 59. Until next time.